the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Time now for the Church of the Week, showcasing churches and pulpit ministries from across the greater San Francisco Bay Area. Joining me today is the senior pastor of Greater St. John Baptist Church of Oakland. We're delighted to have with us today Bishop Gregory Payton. And Bishop Payton, thank you so much for carving some time out of your schedule to be with us today. It's a blessing to be here. I'm honored to be here and especially representing our Lord and Savior, Jesus the Christ. For longtime listeners, uh, they will no doubt with great affection recall the spiritual legacy of your predecessor, in fact, the founding pastor of Greater St. John, um, and of course that would be Reverend Dr. C.J. Anderson. Again, I'm honored to even speak on him. Uh, he is my, was my spiritual leader. He was one who taught me and introduced me to Christ. Again, as I shared with you earlier, uh, my family brought me here to the Greater St. John Church. I grew up in two sets of projects here in West Oakland where we'd walk to St. John just to hear Dr. Anderson and the Gospel Call Hour, which served on the air more than 50 years. And I was able to kind of piggyback and and carry that football or carry that ministry after his his, uh, going to be with the Lord. I was able to... uh, carry that ministry on, and I was honored to be able to do that for some uh, 12 years. Bishop Anderson was very much a, um, a forward thinker, and I, I recall not only his his sense of being a, uh, a rule breaker in that if you told him you couldn't do it, he would figure out a way to make that it happen. And, and, and part of that vision, not only in terms of leading the flock, being a shepherd, but also very missions-oriented, even within the name of the church, Greater St. John Missionary Baptist Church. There was always that sense of the importance of that spiritual legacy, of impacting the lives of others for Christ, and the fact that all of us have got an important duty to uh, to let our light so shine amongst men. And I, I, I wonder, living and working in Oakland and pastoring in Oakland as you do, and as you look at what's going on in the world around us today— uh, Bishop Payton, what are your thoughts in terms of the importance, maybe even the ever-increasing importance, of the church being the church, and the church being that beacon of hope and light in a world that we can clearly see is pretty lost and and, and pretty aimless at this point? Well, the challenges, again, have come to the church because of, uh, again, the COVID, which has really affected our churches. Um, I just think that um, I grew up under the old-time religion. And that was where our parents basically got us excited about going to church on Wednesday, especially in the African-American homes. Uh, my mom, uh, on Saturdays, we would go downtown and my mom would get uh, our little things that we needed, whether it was socks or my sisters needed stockings or ribbons for their hair. She prepared on Saturday morning. She basically uh uh, got our clothes ready for Sunday school on Sunday morning. She prepared dinner on Saturday because we were excited as a family knowing that Sunday was the Lord's day. There was no options about what we do on Sunday. Sunday, everybody in her house was going to church. Uh, Dr. Anderson was an advocate of that. Would In his early morning broadcast, he would be shouting on the phone or on the radio Uh, get up and get ready to go to Sunday school, get ready to go to somebody's church. Uh, The the promotion of church or going into God's house was a mainstay in the African-American homes. Um, You had to be in church. If you were a family member, you were a child, everybody was taught to go to church. And um, I think we've lost that. Um, Being a beacon light, meaning that, Uh, We need to get more outside of these sacred walls, these beautiful uh, stained glasses, and be a real testimony 
I mean, a real testimony and not just just sharing a lot of rhetoric, but telling people that God is able to save lives, that we all came from something and it wasn't always good. But then we need to share the testimony that God is able to change a man or woman's life. Bishop Payton, for folks that maybe are new to the San Francisco Bay Area, they're looking for a new church home. They're looking for a place where God's word is preached fearlessly and unadulterated. Uh, Spend a couple of minutes, if you would, and tell us about the the ministry um, through and of Greater St. John Missionary Baptist. Well, again, Greater St. John started 75 years under the late uh, great Dr. Carl J. Anderson, uh, whom many in the Bay Area are familiar with, a pioneer during his time. He started, he left uh, Tulsa, Oklahoma, organized under a circus tent. And he had 30 days uh, to use that tent. And um, after the 30 days, he had about seven members that was borrowed from the Star Bethel Missionary Baptist Church. And he moved into his own building on Myrtle Street there from Myrtle Street to Filbert Street. And then in the year 1959, he saw a Catholic church that was in line with 580 Freeway. And um, uh, the, uh, the Catholic had to uh, demolish it because it was in line to the connection to 580 to San Francisco. Uh, Dr. Anderson paid $75,000 for the church. They said, that's great. He said, but you got 30 days to, to move it out of that position because it has to be uh, demolished because we, we're, we're coming in to, to build a freeway. And Dr. Anderson moved it to our present address, 1909 Market Street. And we've been serving here uh, in this community, in the West Oakland community, again, for 75 years. We just celebrated July 6, 75 years of ministry. Um, myself, uh, I am a longtime member. I've only been to one church in my life. I grew up in the West Oakland area in two sets of projects, and we used to walk here. Uh, my mom and dad uh, were, were married here. Uh, uh, grandmother, grandfather were all members here. So I, I have a family intimate relationship here at Greater St. John. Dr. Anderson, a great leader, a great mind as he was. He's one of the first churches to be on radio and television. He was on television at, uh, on Sunday afternoons. People would hear his melodious voice saying, get up and go to church. And then on Sunday nights, he would tell people as he read a prayer list, hold on, old soldier. He named everyone on that broadcast that we're praying for you. And uh, I carried that on for 12 more years at the infamous uh, KDIA. KDIA was one of the first stations that carried the broadcast, as well as KFAX. And when we went on KFAX, and I think that was one of the happiest days for Dr. Anderson, he was able to have a 90-minute broadcast where he had a live service. And he was one of the first ones in the Bay Area to have a live service. And we had singing and Dr. Anderson preaching and praying for the sick and the afflicted in the community. And we continued that, and I carried that legacy as well as uh, for about 12 more years on KDIA having the prayer list and singing that old infamous songs. Uh, uh, it's time to go to the altar and pray. But again, uh, uh, ministry has changed so much. And now uh, I'm just looking at this millennial group and these young adults who have drifted away from our churches. And one of the things that I really want to do is we want to start discipling some of these young adults. We've literally lost the generation because the fact is that a lot of families and a lot of parents have lost their intimate relationship with God. And it's a dangerous thing. It's been dangerous because the fact is we see so much evil in the streets, in our schools, among our young people. And as you stated, Craig, the division. But the division is not only with uh, our families, but it's with our churches. It's with preachers. We're fighting over things that is not our business. It's God's business. And God will bring us together. But watch this. But he wants to see us unified. Again, it ain't about Methodists, it ain't about Church of God in Christ, it ain't about Baptists, it ain't about non-denominational. We are all God's children. And the strategy is we all ought to be on the same team with the same goal, with the same manager, the same CEO, same president. And I don't, I've never been to a company that all, uh, that different companies had different strategies to be successful. If you work for Xerox, you work for Kaiser, we had the same strategy to success. And the strategy is in the word of God. Then nobody has to 
put their own theory or their own make to it. If we all just stay in the same strategy that the word of God teaches us, stay in line with it. These, these type of things is going to happen. The Bible said, Jesus said in this world, we going to have trials and tribulations. So this is not nothing that we should be shocked about. <laughs> you know, you're going to struggle to be successful. And I tell a lot of preachers all the time, if nobody's talking about you, that means you ain't doing nothing. <laughs> they talk about people who's doing something, people who are cutting the edge, who are trending, who are doing different things, who are putting in the work and the energy for the kingdom. The folk who just sit around and wait for other people to give them strategy, they're not talking about them. But they're talking about folk who's trying to make a change, who's trying to make things better. Satan don't worry about them folk who are not doing nothing. He's worried about people who are going to change minds and change hearts about him Amen. and get back to where Christ wants us to be. And I think at the end, we need to be mindful, as you point out, Bishop Hayden, that uh, some folks are going to be surprised when they get to heaven that there's not going to be a Baptist section and the Methodist section. There's not going to be, there's not. Not going to be the French over here and the Italians over there. It's not no, going to sir. be like that. We're no, all sir. of one flesh, the bride of Christ, and that's what we have to look forward to, and that's what this earth experience is about, is in preparation for all of that. We've been visiting today with the senior pastor of Greater St. John Missionary Baptist Church of Oakland, Bishop Gregory Payton. The church meets at 1909 Market Street in the city of Oakland, and to get more information, you can call them at area code 510 510- 834-2094. That's 510-834-2094. And um, Bishop Payton, tell us what are service times at the church on Sunday? We are doing a in-live service at 11 a.m. each Sunday uh, a morning. Um, uh, and we also have a, uh, we have a, uh, a, not a Zoom, but we have, we're, we're on Facebook, Greater St. John Oakland. We're on YouTube, Greater St. John Oakland. We are doing live services uh, each Sunday morning at 11 a.m. And uh, we invite you to check it out, whether online or preferably in person again at Greater St. John Missionary Baptist Church of Oakland, 1909 Market Street in Oakland, area 510-834-2094 for more information. Our thanks to Senior Pastor Bishop Gregory Payton for being with us today. And uh, again, Bishop Payton, thank you so much. We sure appreciate visiting with you today. It has been a blessing to be here. I just want to talk with you today in regards to this subject, when God shows you faith. (laughs) I, I just want to reason with you on this thought, when God shows you faith. I want to help somebody. My brothers and sisters, I'm afraid that many of us just take life too casually. Some of us assume that everyone means us right. We assume that everybody will treat us right without any reservations. Some of you believe that as long as we don't bother nobody, then nobody will bother us. But if that's the way you feel, I'm afraid you're living in a fantasy world. Because, Sister Edna, there are people who will not only harm you, they will try to destroy you. Because, Ebony, misery loves company. When people are unstable, when people are unsatisfied and uncomfortable with their own lives, They'll do uh, all they can to mess yours up. (laughs) 
and die many times they they don't care how or who they destroy as long as they are satisfied I was shocked Minister Hopkins when I read this episode in the life of young Joseph Joseph Katina was one of Jacob's sons who was brave enough to share his dreams with his brothers. I say brave, Deacon Thomas, because some people will not rejoice in your dreams. Morgan, sometimes you'll do well to keep your dreams to yourself. Because some people will try to block your dreams. I'm talking to somebody and it's on your road. Joseph's brothers hated him because their father green favored him. In fact, Joseph's father loved him so much that he had a coat of many colors, Ursula, custom tailored, made just for him. Brothers was angry, Deacon Smith, and jealous that they took Joseph out into the field and they beat him down and left him in a pit for dead. Are y'all listening? And then they told, they sold him to the Ishmaelites who took him to Egypt and sold him as a slave to a man named Potiphar. Am I in the book, Minister Hopkins, Superintendent? Am I in the book? Let me know. Uh, he, who, 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 Potiphar, who was over Pharaoh's uh, security group. Potiphar had one of the top positions, Robinson, in Pharaoh's camp. And, and, and we got to be careful. Yeah. Sister Elaine, we got to be careful in life because we never know into whose hands we may fall in. Am I talking to anybody in here? We, we, we can joke and we can fuss that something will never ever happen to us. But I can stop by to tell you it can. And although we up today, Al, we can easily be down tonight. I wish I had some real folk up in here. All may be well now, but a sick day, good God Almighty, may be on your agenda. I've known people, Sister Alva, who were doing well at one time, but now living in a rest home. You don't know how you'll function with nothing. If you've been functioning with a lot. In the text before us, uh, Joseph was accustomed to having plenty. Joseph was used to the blame. He lived in royalty. He was part of the lineage of Jesus the Christ. He came from a good bloodline. But he was now a slave. And as I studied Joseph Latchison, I realized that some of us do well when we're up. But we give up when we're down. Don't get quiet now. Don't get quiet. Some of us think that God only visits palaces. But I need to tell you that he does his best works when we in the projects of our life. I wish I had some help up in here because when you go to verse 2, yes, Sister Tracy, in the text it says, and the Lord was with Joseph. Somebody should have shouted right there. I, I know that sounds strange, Mother Chambers. Joseph had been sold into slavery by his own kindred, his own brothers. He was all on his own without his family. He had lost his identity. He no longer had servants to prepare his meals, but he had to eat leftovers. But yet, the Bible says that the Lord <laughs> was with him. Let me say it again. The Bible said 
and the Lord was with him. And the reason it sounds strange, Hopkins, because most of us think that when the Lord is with a person, he or she will be covered with diamonds. We expect them to ride in the best cars, eat the best of food, sleep in the best of beds, and be served by the best of people. Joseph was a slave. Robin, but verse 2 says, highlight that verse. It says, Demetrius, that the Lord was with him. Somebody ought to stick a pen right there. Uh, Verse 2 also says that Joseph was a prosperous man. Here is a man who, Vicky, doesn't have anything, but he's still prosperous. (laughs) Half the house, I done lost you. The Bible says he he didn't have anything, but he is still prosperous. Evidently, (laughs) the Lord doesn't count the way we count. How many times have you seen a man, a man eating out of a garbage can and then you said he was prosperous? When was the last time you saw a person sleeping on the street and said, there goes a prosperous man? No, because Maria, you want to see a person riding in a Benz or a BMW or a Lexus before we say he or she is prosperous. But the Bible says that Joseph was purchased as a slave by Potiphar, captain of Pharaoh's guard. Yet the Lord was with him and he prospered while in the house of his Egyptian master. Are y'all listening? I know you're looking at me funny and say, Bishop, what made Joseph prosperous. Well, you ask good questions. The first thing that made him prosperous was he had the presence of the Lord with him. Talk back to me if you can. Most of us count prosperity by material things, by what you got on. The Lord says, if you have me, you're prosperous. You may not have nothing, but all you can say is, I got Jesus, and that's enough. I may be sick in my body, but I got Jesus. Romans 8, 17 says that we are heirs of God. We are joint heirs with Jesus Christ. Is that what your Bible says? That means you can take everything I have, but I still, who am I talking to? Who who am I talking to? I still have the presence of the Lord. You, You can take my friends. You can take my little house. You can take my raggedy car, but I still have the presence of the Lord. God, he has an inexhaustible supply of everything. So if you take what I have, the Lord will say, well, you just keep that. Because I got something (laughs) even better. Lord with him. 
when he went down into Egypt, God was with him. Are y'all reading your Bibles? I said when he went down into Egypt, God was with him. In other words, wherever you are, if you have the presence of the Lord with you, honestly, you are really free. Who am I talking to? Go to court. <laughs> Go on, on the court. I know what the judge said. I, I know what your attorney is saying. But go. When you know you got the Lord with you. Help me somebody. When the Lord is with you. The Bible says greater is he that is in me. Than he that is in the world. Somebody ought to tell somebody. When I got Jesus I'm in the majority. Help me somebody. So likewise, if you have everything and don't have the presence of the Lord with you, you are in bondage. Talk back to me if you can. Preach, Pastor Payton. I'm trying. Well, Deacon Thomas, the presence of the Lord was not only with Joseph, but this text is tailored to teach us uh, was also a witness for him even while he was enslaved. Genesis chapter 39 verse 3 if you ain't torn out your Bible it says that his master saw that the Lord was with him. Y'all missed it. Y'all missed it. That's good news. Sister Elaine, not only do you need to know that the Lord is with you, but somebody else needs to know that the Lord is with you. Somebody on your job needs to know that the Lord is with you. Somebody sitting on your row, you looking sad today, but if the Lord is with you, you can smile in the midst of what you're going through. People around you, are y'all listening? Need to know that the Lord is with you. Your family <laughs> needs to know that the Lord is with you. I don't know what Joseph was doing for Potiphar, but it was enough to let Potiphar know that God was with Joseph. And, and, and I really believe, Sister Lord, that if the Lord is with you, you can't hide him. <laughs> you sit there and try to be deep and cute all you want to, but help me somebody. When you got the can't helps on the inside, somebody came in there and said, I can't help but praise him. I can't help but shout. I can't help but lift my hands. I can't help but dance in the Lord. The Lord is with you. No one should ever have to ask you if you are a Christian. If you're saved, you shouldn't have to have a, a, a cross around your neck. Carry a big old bougie Bible under your arms with studs all on the case. Because if the Lord is with you, it'll show in your demeanor. It'll show in your conversation. It'll show in your attitude. It'll show how you walk, how you carry yourself. It'll show, Shema, it'll show the way you handle yourself. How you handle conflict. It'll let everybody know that God is with you. Show me a Bible better than tell me one. 
God is with you. You're happy when everything is going well, but when the storm's coming, you come in here looking like a sad sack. Show me a word. Oh, I done got on some of y'all nerves. I lost a few of you right there. Genesis 39 and verse 3 says, and his master, Maria, it said, saw that the Lord was with him and that the Lord made all that he did to prosper in his hand. I don't know what happened, Cherie, but the Bible says everything his hands touched. Ah! I feel like preaching. I'm glad this is my last service. I, I feel like preaching. Everything his hands touched, Johnny, prospered. Let me encourage somebody along the way. Do you know nobody can keep a child of God down? Who am I talking to up in here where the enemy been attacking you all week long? I come to encourage you. That old devil can't keep you down if the Lord is with you. Thank you. 
Sometimes, people of God, God got to bend you in order to mend you. Help me, somebody. So the Bible says that Joseph was steadfast. And if you're going to be victorious, he can let me in the matter of temptation, you're going to have to be steadfast. Felicia, you cannot allow circumstances in your life to change your mind. In other words, you must be satisfied with the will of God. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. I must admit, Felicia, that uh, there are times in my life that things are not the way I think they should be. But the Lord, somebody ought to help me, the Lord can make you satisfied with Him. There are times, until God, that your surroundings, folk around you, even your family will steal your joy. Uh oh, oh, let me talk to some real folk. Because everybody thinks their family is cool. Everybody, all of us got some pookies in it. We got some shenane. Every You got at least one. I wish I had some help. Your family ain't all that. You, everybody got some boogers in their family. Look around. Even in church, you get depressed. Help me somebody. Don't sit there bougie. Even in church, you feel distressed. Those are the times, people of God, when you have to take a stand and say, I'm going to live for the Lord. Who am I talking to? And even if it means standing bits all by yourself, you might have to get on a pew all by yourself and say, today, I'm going to stand for the Lord. Because, Vince, when God places his favor upon you, help me somebody, he offers you something, Vince, that no man can give you. You can't pay for it. You can't go to Safeway. You can't go to Nordstrom's. You can't go to Saks Five and get it. He gives you something, George, that no man, not even Carolyn, can give you. You see, it happened one Friday on Mount Calvary. Don't y'all get it twisted. Don't you get it twisted. Jesus. See, some of y'all done forgot about it. You thought Easter was about bunnies and buying new clothes and pastel colors. But I come to tell you, it was about one Friday. Jesus. Some of y'all scared to say it now. You even scared to say it on your job. Jesus was hung up for my hang-ups. That's why I keep coming to church because I'm tore up from the floor. But every time I come, I'm looking for a healing. I'm looking for strength. I'm looking to live better. I'm looking to laugh for. So he died for my mistakes and my mess. You know what they did? They sealed his grave. And Tara the devil said, we finally got it. But they didn't know who they had put in the grave. Help me somebody. Because on Sunday morning, the devil came back and he found the grave empty. Somebody said, he's no longer in the grave. Jesus. Somebody ought to help me preach. Got up out of the dust. 
and he raised his hand and he told the whole wide world I have all power in my hands and that's why you can be satisfied with Jesus alone. Y'all, I ain't gonna do it. Don't make me do it. I ain't gonna do it. Sit down. I ain't gonna do it. Be encouraged, greater Savior. The Lord is with us. Did y'all hear what I said? But if God's favor is on you, let me tell you what he'll do. He'll bless you. Even when it don't look like it. I said he'll bless you. Joseph was a slave. But when God gave him the keys to everything in Potiphar's house, God, are y'all listening? Will prosper you in such a way that even your enemy knows that he's with you. God will prosper you. Just be satisfied. Did y'all hear what I said? Cornell, just be satisfied with what God gives you. Be steadfast. Did y'all hear what I said? Be steadfast like Joseph. And watch this. And God and honor God in everything. The word of God says, trust in the Lord with all thine heart. The Bible says, lean not to your own understanding. And here it is, acknowledging in all thy ways. And what will he do? I wish I had some help. He's going to direct your path. If you're about to lose your house, God can do at least two things. He can talk to the landlord. He can talk to the bank that you're buying the house from. Or you know what he'll do? He'll give you the money. Himself. Who am I talking to? If the doctor gives you a bad report, God knows all about your body. He made it so when the doctor came, God came. Y'all ain't hear me. God can just speak a word. Am I talking to anybody? I said God can speak a word and tumors will disappear. Can I get one witness? He can speak a word. And cancer got to run out your body. He can speak a word. And the arteries in your heart will become clear. I stop by and tell you, God is a healer. God is a deliverer. He'll make your enemy leave you alone. Who am I talking to? He'll open doors that no man can close. I done got happy, y'all. He'll close doors that no man can open. Our God, y'all ain't hear me. I said, our God is a good God. You need to know that the Lord is with you. Did I say it again? You need to know that the Lord is with you. Tell yourself, fail.
Maybe there's one. 
Maybe that's one. Join the church. Maybe you just dissatisfied, you unsatisfied. Maybe your problem is you need Jesus. The Bible says he's standing at the door and he knocks. Let him in. Let him in while the blood runs warm in your bed. Bishop Gregory Payton, Senior Pastor of Greater St. John Missionary Baptist Church of Oakland. The church meets at 1909 Market Street in the city of Oakland. And to get more information, you can call them at area code 510-834-2094. That's 510-834-2094. Check it out, whether online or preferably in person again, 1909 Market Street in Oakland. This has been the Church of the Week, showcasing churches and pulpit ministries from across the greater San Francisco Bay Area. To nominate your congregation for Church of the Week, please email us the name and address of your pastor and church, along with a link to your church's website to churchoftheweek at salemsf.com. Again, that's the name and address of your pastor and church, along with a link to the website and email to churchoftheweek at salemsf.com. While all submissions will be considered, not every submission is guaranteed airtime. Thank you for joining us today, and be sure to tune in again next week at this time for the Church of the Week. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.